Thanks for being here. I'm Ludo. And I'm Marge. And this is Speak It Out, a podcast by Shrink It Out. Here, we tell your stories and share our thoughts and encourage debate on psychological and social well-being. Shrink It Out is a platform that has two main pillars. The first is to raise awareness about psychological topics through scientific articles written by students. And the second is to share thoughts, pain and emotions on ink. And we encourage anonymous writers to share what they write with us in hope that their problems will shrink once they let them out. We thought that the best way to start was from the second pillar, so by sharing what we call the Think on Ink, which are the anonymous pieces of writings. So we picked two pieces that have been published a couple months back and we will read them and discuss about them. The first Think on Ink is called Soundproof Foam, and in this piece the writer shares their thoughts and their pain in a sort of stream of consciousness. So the sex underlines the struggles of being stuck in an ruminative thought pattern and self-hatred, and how these feelings lead to detachment between the person's body and their mind. So the soundproof foam is sort of a metaphor for the sensation of cloudiness and heaviness that seem to prevent the person from living their life to the fullest and in the present moment. I have a lot of unanswered questions, a lot of thoughts roaming around in my head. I haven't felt alive for years now. I have a hard time differentiating the real from the fake, if I'm awake or not, if I'm living or dreaming. I feel like I'm empty, always disoriented and spaced out. I feel like there is soundproof foam surrounding my brain and silencing every sensation. It's heavy and I can sense it when I'm walking, running, talking or studying. And at night, when I lay down, my shoulders and my back hurt as if they've been carrying this unbearable weight around all day. I'm tired, I'm drained, and I'm exhausted. My mound is cloudy, foggy, and it traps me. It traps me with my thoughts and all of my emotions until I can't handle it anymore and I burst, drowning in water that fills every part of my body until it overflows from my eyes while it silences my screams. I cry a lot. I'm not sure why, but I cry a lot. Maybe it's sadness, or maybe it's self-pity. The same pity and disgust I sense when I look at the devastated but unrecognizable reflection of myself in the mirror. I fear death, but I also think about death a lot, never about hurting myself, yet it remains a constant thought in my mind. I may be walking and asking myself, if I die now, would someone notice? I know I wouldn't. I feel like I could fall asleep and collapse at any moment throughout the day, yet I struggle to fall asleep at night when I'm left alone with my thoughts, in the dark and in complete silence. I often cry myself to sleep, turning frenetically from side to side, unsatisfied by the uncomfortableness that has become my wet pillowcase. And when I wake up, I am usually anxious, afflicted by the naked body in my sheets and my reflection on the mirror of my bathroom. I don't look at myself too often. I don't like posing for pictures and I don't have many of them on my phone. With time, I've learned to understand what triggers and what alleviates this feeling. Some of my triggers include big shops and malls with loud music, intense perfume, walking with music, autumn and winter, large groups of people, classrooms, restaurants, and similarly, eating in the company of other people. My day usually consists of moments, or better, waiting for those moments where suddenly everything feels, sounds and smells normal again. Moments when the storm in my head gets shattered by a sudden ray of sunlight. When my memory comes back, my shoulders relax, my eyes widen, and my smile doesn't feel as forced anymore. 
This feeling of safety and normality can be provoked from time to time by certain songs, places, and affirmations when I remind myself of who I am, that I am safe, and that I am loved. It may last seconds or minutes, but never more than that. It may intensify in the presence of certain people and reduce in the absence of them. I'm still learning how to love myself, so please be patient with me along the way. Wow, that was really touching also to read personally. Yeah, I remember when we received it for the first time. It was like one of the first things, yeah. things that we received, I remember. And we were both very touched and yeah, surprised. It's also written so well. Mm -hmm. And I guess also, yeah, like you say, surprise. I mean, it's not like you receive these things every day and um, receiving something like this from, from an anonymous writer and just reading their thoughts without putting like a, a name to them, I guess, or a face to them is, it makes you wonder of like how much is going on out there in people's minds and people's lives. Yes. Also, I think, yeah, as you said, like you don't really say these things. I think especially in random conversations, you can't, like you really don't have the space to share this pain. And even when with your closest friends, it's not, maybe you don't feel understood. And it's something, I really like the metaphor of the soundproof phone mm -hmm. because it gives the idea of this cloudiness that is not very easy to explain, I think. Yeah. And also like, I think, at least personally, reading things, they have a different weight compared to hearing things. So if I see, if I read someone like writing these things, it's just, it's incredible because you really see how they're trying to express themselves and what they're trying, like then what they're feeling instead of just, you know, someone talking to you. Um, at least personally, it has a different, different strength. But I say that all the time that talking has so much influence on what you say it's like you always play down your thoughts mm -hmm. and I don't know yeah. like the rhythm of the conversation and the tone of voice it makes like it, those things you think nearly lose their value while on paper like you have no filter whatsoever yeah, exactly. so you put everything down and it's really really completely authentic. agree and do you feel like you can relate to some things that this person has said mm, I feel like a lot of people in my life have tried to explain this kind of feeling to me um, and of course there are moments in which I feel like I'm detached mm -hmm. I feel like maybe in if I'm really stressed about something or if it's a hard moment I feel like it's a proper protection yeah uh, like a mechanism of protection to like simply uh, detach yourself from what you're going through at the moment from the reality and um, yeah, yeah it definitely. makes you like not more numb and and more distant from the, yeah, the pain from the problem yeah. so yeah for sure i've had moments like that but mm, to be fully honest i don't relate to like i've, I've never experienced myself a constant feeling mm -hmm. of cloudiness like this person has and this makes it really even more touching maybe and more interesting to me because perhaps it's something that i don't really know mm -hmm. what yeah. about you um, I think I do relate to some things. I don't think it really happens necessarily in moments of my life where I'm particularly stressed so that I detach myself um, because I don't want to feel that pain and to feel more distant. I think there are just moments where I don't really feel like 
there is a sort of space in the world or like with the people around me for uh, for me to express myself properly mm, and that makes me feel like I am distant from them and they're not let's say in my reach and they can't really grasp what I'm what I'm thinking or what I'm saying um, and I also agree with certain parts for example at the end um, the person talks about like triggers and they say like the mall loud music Uh, loud music or perfume and all of these things and I do understand that it's kind of like when my senses are sort of overloaded um, my body is kind of yeah it kind of just shuts off and is trying to detach from all of this as if it were too much um, but yeah I think from a psychological perspective it sounds a lot like derealization true uh, I'm not hinting towards anything clinical of course but um, just this feeling of being detached from your surroundings and like as if you were in a dream and things not being real. Um, it is a typical example of when a mechanism that should bring relief and is adaptive in some way and it maybe should kick in in like exactly moments of stress yeah, or yeah, like yeah, is brought to an extreme so or is brought to a like something constant in the life of the yeah. person and I really sense also the frustration in the person like not being satisfied uh, with this and I I don't know I can understand that not feeling like you are fully there yeah must bring a lot of yeah. apart from the fact that it may be scary for the person um, but then when you got just get used to it it's just like frustrating because you as the person says in the text like they live for that moment of yeah. clear, like, vividness and, like, proper it's living. It's like, it, it kind of feels like life is going on around you, but it's not really going on within you. Um, and, yeah, related to what you said, it's also, it it is probably an adaptive mechanism to, like, not to feel too much and not to have those extreme feelings. Um, but at the same time, it is sort of an extreme feeling because you're constantly feeling numb, and although that, sounds like you're not feeling anything you're actually probably feeling a lot um so it's kind of like contradictory thing i love how the person has learned so much about this feeling like mm -hmm. what triggers it and yeah. what soothes it with who with which people the person feels more alive and with whom they don't and especially at the end there's kind of like a wrap up and a positive relabeling of the person not giving up and saying I'm still learning a lot about how to love myself and asking the reader to be patient and to cope like to yeah to help them along the way and mm -hmm. to support them yeah I also think that's very beautiful because despite the fact that they do feel um distant and they feel like they can't express fully what they're feeling they are still asking for people to to support them and that's probably the best thing because it is sort of trying to come closer and um, and being more present in the moment. One thing we can really encourage for this person is if they do have people that they really trust in their lives and that for sure must have noticed that there's something different in them um, or even if they feel that they haven't noticed at all to make them read this thing or to yeah. explain it to them with these words because making people you care aware of your triggers of uh, why you're acting a certain way would be very helpful also in as the person says um, there are moments in which I get affirmations and this mm -hmm. makes me feel alive then I'm sure 
people in their life who want them to feel alive, of course, yeah, and want can the best do something them, about it. Do, yeah, yeah definitely support. can can only improve the situation. Obviously, we really thank the the person who wrote this and all the readers who uh, spent time reading this. I think these words and these concepts are very, very powerful. So we're really glad we had the honor to to read them and to and for the person to share them with us. The second piece we decided to read today is called Dissatisfaction. In this piece, the writer shares their thoughts on their personal dissatisfaction. In psychology, dissatisfaction is the feeling of being unhappy and disconnected to oneself or the world. It can lead to disappointment and frustration because we have the perceptions that our needs are never entirely fulfilled. Still, of course, everyone might experience dissatisfaction in a different way and in diverse areas of life. So here is what our anonymous thinker has to say about it. It's almost as if all the illusions and the letdowns I've faced in any kind of relationship have brought me to this immense sense of dissatisfaction I feel. Although most of them are now stable, all the unhealthy relationships in the past have dumped consequences on me, on my way of thinking, of processing things and of behaving. The majority of things I do in a usual day don't give me satisfaction. Even when I've done something good for others or good for myself, I fail in going to bed and thinking about the nice day it has been. I feel unsatisfied, with irregular pulsing headaches, as if I were climbing an interminable staircase, never reaching the next level. I'm stuck halfway through, but what is halfway on an infinite scale? Dissatisfaction is a dark place to be in. You don't want to be with yourself, but you can't run away. You attempt to avoid your thoughts and your duties by falling into a vicious cycle of fearful and inconclusive debates in which you alone are the debater, the objectifier and the chairperson. You're unable to make decisions, therefore you're mad at yourself, and you're perfectly conscious of all that's happening. However, any circumstances paralyzes you. Your body is frozen, but your mind is exploding every second. You wish you could move and go for a run or work and stop your mind from all that scary thinking. No matter how hard you try, you won't get there. There, huge debacle of the human mind, the incomprehensible hoax that everyone is victimized by. There is no such thing as there. There is only here and now. The concept of there is a bunch of here's one after the others. To get there, you need to be here first. An unsatisfactory state keeps you away from the here. You're always somewhere else, some terribly nagging place deep in your messy mind. If I could only leave this place, I'd stop being chained to uncomfortable thoughts and I'd like to lay down and feel lightness in my head. So we chose the second piece because actually we felt like it was pretty analogous to the first one in terms of um, feelings of detachment and not being able to live in the present moment and being sort of dissatisfied. Yeah, I agree, even though, of course, this doesn't have the whole derealization component. So the person mm-hmm. here really feels like the world is real and everything, but they are still unsatisfied by yeah. it. Yeah, I think obviously in general, satisfaction and dissatisfaction Um, are a huge topic. Um, you could probably apply them to every um, 
to any area of our life and it's it's yeah there's a lot about it in general i think that the feeling of satisfaction is kind of like the expectation of the feeling of satisfaction is exaggerated um in the sense that everyone's always like oh you should feel happy you should be uh, you should feel satisfied with yourself and with this and with that that it's almost as if once you actually do feel okay and good and satisfied it almost seems impossible it seems unreachable so you always maybe look for that thing to feel dissatisfied because it it's made so big and so distant that it seems impossible to reach literally yes um, and it's also something so temporary like you even if you have a really big achievement and you do feel that feeling of satisfaction mm-hmm. then maybe the day after or a couple of hours after you're still reaching for something else and for aiming for the satisfaction for that goal yeah and also the fact that like you say now it's so temporary so i'm feeling satisfied and then tomorrow i'm not anymore and the idea of not being satisfied with someone i think scares us a lot because we always need to have something to look forward to or to feel good about and we don't realize that the satisfaction is a normal part of of the wave of satisfaction um it it happens and it's normal um and we can't always expect of ourselves and of others to to be happy and to feel satisfied because i mean that's not realistic in my opinion yes and also i think it's important to realize that satisfaction uh this is a thing my therapist told me which is really relevant i think is that when we feel dissatisfied we immediately think that there's something wrong in our behavior mm-hmm. that we're not doing enough that we have to fill up our schedules until we feel that feeling of satisfaction but satisfaction only has to stem from us reaching our goals so sometimes we have to revisit the way we set our goals and in which areas of life we derive the satisfaction because maybe we're not necessarily doing anything wrong we're just deriving satisfaction from, from the, the wrong, wrong places thing. yeah exactly i i totally agree what I find interesting in this text is that dissatisfaction does not really rise from achievements, which I think is usually when we talk about satisfaction, we talk about what you achieve mm-hmm. and you don't achieve. Well, in this text, what do you think? It's, where do you think it stems from? I think it's more um, the daily life of the person and how they feel towards themselves and about themselves. It it's not so much about what the what the person does or achieves but it's the fact that even doing something or achieving something doesn't give the person any sense of of happiness or of joy it's more as if the there's a kind of numbness again in the sensations again there's this part of like never being present in the moment and always having to get there and in another place and feeling like everything um, is chasing you and you're chasing something it kind of feels like there is a ceiling of happiness that the person can't break through. So they're beneath that and they feel trapped and they can't get above it. So this threshold, the ceiling, it acts as a barrier. Yeah, I'm thinking there was a moment in my life where I could relate to this quite a lot. I always felt like I was at the wrong time with the wrong people in the wrong place, doing the wrong things. And even if things were good or they could you know, brings me some joy or I could see, I could potentially see them with some positivity. I just didn't and I couldn't because they just didn't feel right. Inside of me, I felt this sort of like feeling of discomfort and yeah, dissatisfaction. And I couldn't couldn't understand what 
pieces I was missing or um, what I was doing wrong. And maybe there was nothing that I was that I was doing wrong. It was just the feeling of the of the moment. But yeah, it, I do remember that it brought me a lot of dissatisfaction. Yeah, I feel it's a very tricky thing because maybe when you try to talk to people about it, they kind of like not play it down, but like say, come on, look at the bright side yeah. or typical things that in a general life, if everything is working normally, um, I don't think personally you're a negative yeah. person. You <laughs> can you can look at the bright side of things. I agree. But there are just some moments in life in which like it's dark and there's no way you can see yeah. the bright side of it. And it's really important to understand that it's okay. And people who tell you look at the positive side of things yeah. are not going to help at all. It, I mean, it is definitely hard to accept other people's pain. And if someone comes up to you and says, you know, I'm dissatisfied with this and this and this, I mean... It can feel like as a complaint or you maybe you're like you're thinking you don't want to deal with it mm-hmm. or that, you know, you say everyone goes through it. So yeah. just deal or with it. If a friend comes to me and says these things, maybe I can feel like personally like, not attacked, but like, oh, vulnerable. So you're, yeah, yeah. Like you're not satisfied with, exactly. with your life at the moment. Exactly. As if it had something to do with you. Um, but I think that it is important that we just maybe listen out to each other a bit more because maybe the person isn't experiencing great dissatisfaction or derealization but that doesn't mean that their feelings aren't valid in that moment and also saying it'll go away it's fine just deal with it is not going to help because that's not what the person needs in the moment the person just probably needs someone to tell them it's okay if you feel like this it doesn't matter i'm here if you need me just feel whatever it is that you need to feel and it'll maybe it'll pass yeah exactly also if someone comes to you and talks like and shares this pain with you and if especially if it's someone really close to you what maybe it's happened to me in the past and which I really try not to do is that like you want this dissatisfaction this not fully living the present to mm-hmm. end as soon as possible yeah. for this person so you just like want them to snap out of it I and know. end but this rush is not going to bring anywhere yeah. unfortunately you have to be very patient with the pain of others and with your pain and exactly. trust that time will heal things of course uh if it's going if it's lasting a lot do seek you reach out for action. help and yeah. yeah of course don't it's also a problem when you just sit in your pain, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we can definitely, we we definitely can't expect to just change the other person or make their pain go away because that's not how things work, and in, in real life. Um, but I wanted to ask you, what is one advice you would give to this person besides being patient and hearing them out? I don't know. I'm trying to think if someone would like a friend of mine would come to me and tell me this. I would probably refrain from giving any advice in the immediate, um, but actually take in their words and take time to think about it. But uh, if then I, mm-hmm. I would come back to them after a while and maybe for sure ask questions that make me understand this type of dissatisfaction yeah. more. Um, because as I said, I only mm, personally hear about dissatisfaction in terms of achievements and um, not as an intrinsic feeling of dissatisfaction, yeah. which covers other domains of life. 
so for sure like make the person talk a lot and probably another thing that mm, I think you do a bit in therapy is um, to think of the few things I'm sure even though in this moment the dissatisfaction was generalized for this person I'm sure there were even really small things that brought them satisfaction um, and I would really make them think about these things even perhaps practice mindfulness or um, yeah more like present based approach to focus on those small things that in which you realize okay this is a really small thing but it really made me happy in this moment and and you can hold on to that and yeah, yeah. I definitely think mindfulness is a good one yeah because um, because that's the thing that's the the tricky part with with these feelings is that you're never you think you're in the moment because that thing right there is bringing you dissatisfaction but actually you're just somewhere else with your mind um so and another thing i, I would probably think is that to not think about the things that bring other people satisfaction mm-hmm. and try to make them yours because i think True. that is it would create an incongruence for sure because you think oh there's these big things in life these achievements or even these relationships that should bring me the satisfaction but instead in this moment they're not so there must be something wrong with me i think not comparing yourself to other people's satisfaction is also important also because I mean, I, I, I do often compare myself to others and I'm like, oh, it seems like they're having a great life, they're enjoying this, uh, blah, blah, blah. But then if I think of myself in those moments of dissatisfaction, then I was probably not showing it either. Mm-hmm. And I was also just trying to be my positive self. So then, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I'm disguising what I'm feeling. So maybe other people are doing the same thing. So I shouldn't like base it off just yeah, what they're, what they're, yeah, what I, what I perceive of them. So it's definitely good advice. Okay, so we're coming to an end of this conversation, but we wanted to remind you that these pieces can be found on our website, which is shrinkitout.com. So go read them and let us know what you think and if you can relate. And if you have thoughts that have nothing to do with this or relate in any way, don't be afraid to share them on our website. It's anonymous and... I think it's a very good way to share our pain and realize that we're not alone in it. Bye-bye, listener, and thanks for staying with us.